Today's show features Rodessa Jones of the Medea Project and Cultural Odyssey. About a month ago, she and several women in the company came to the studio and shared about their work, When Did Your Hands Become a Weapon? While that first run of the show when it was playing at Brava Theater in San Francisco is closed, the work itself is not done and the Medea Project in fact plans on taking this to New York. The themes and questions and visions raised in the piece are as prominent as ever. Just this past Saturday, I had Rodessa and two company members, Uzo Nongpa, as well as Lisa Frias, back at KPFA Studios for more. Before we get into it, just a content warning. The work is about violence against women in this Me Too moment, and we share stories of abuse, of violence, of rape. So please know that as you listen and take good care of yourself. Can you just give a brief introduction, please? So, hi, I started with the Medea Project in 1995, and um, it changed my life and continues to change my life. I think one of Rodessa's quotes that has stayed with me during all this time is women saving their own lives, and every layer of that keeps getting richer and deeper through time. So I keep getting more and more thankful for the work and it resonates more and more all the time. It never wanes. It just keeps getting bigger and more profound. So um, I can't imagine my life without the Medea Project. Thank you. Uh, Rodessa and Uzo, did you want to say anything briefly to reintroduce yourselves? Well, we're moving towards um, developing our show as a touring show, the, the show that we did most recently at Brava. When Did Your Hands Become a Weapon? We're really revisiting it, looking more at the uh, genesis of the show, which had to do with um, the Trojan women, as well as we're preparing it, uh, raising money, doing dreaming, speaking things into existence as we want to go to New York with this particular show, which is such a melange of um, Me Too and examining violence and dealing with resilience and speaking into speaking our own power into existence through the work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's where we are right now. That's where I am at any rate. And I'm very grateful to Uzo and Lisa for the ride. We're all rolling. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for coming back. It is indeed medicine, and it is work that we need right now, and not just for ourselves in these moments, but for our ancestors and Mm -hmm. for our future generations. Uzo, do you want to introduce some of what you shared on stage and will share again on stage with When Did Your Hands Become a Weapon? Sure. Eimba, eimba. Eimba, 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 nzobu, eimba, nzobu, eimba, nzobu, nzobu, eimba, nzobu, eimba, eimba, nzobu, eimba, 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 
e kavano a joka e imba e o joka e imba e o joka e imba e This is a chant that I learned from my time growing up in Nigeria, West Africa, the Igbo land, and the Igbo people believe that the enyi, which is a yimba, which is the elephant, no matter how big the elephant is, it always rolls with its crew. We got to ride together and stomp together. Hmm. So this movement, this chant typically comes with sacred movements of stomping and chanting and moving energy together when we need to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing it. I'm reminded that we ended our last segment with Imagine, which evokes the image of the full moon. And we're Mm -hmm. recording just before, you know, you, you are all listening on December 24th. And today is the full moon and it was the solstice and just to acknowledge the auspiciousness of these prayers and these spells that we are able to cast together. So thank you for doing that and showing up. And the Medea Project, uh, where we are truly invested in, in exploring the magicalness of our knowing. As the director of the company, I am constantly finding ways that we can share in the magic that Uzo just shared with us. But just movement-wise, there is a whole segment, and I always say to the group, let us steer up the ether. Mm. Let us steer up the ether to open the way, to clear the way. See no evil. Steer up the ether. Speak no Open the way. See no evil. Hear no evil. Speak no evil. Brush it off. Brush it off. Stir up the ether. Open the way. Open the way. Hear no evil. See no evil. Speak no evil. Speak no no evil. Open the way. Open the way. Speak no evil. Brush it off. Open the way. Open Open the way. way. And help us to clear the ether so that we may may diminish and distinguish between those living being things and the darkness of dead, violent things. Clear the way. Stir up the ether. Hear no evil. Hear no evil. See no evil. Hear no evil. Speak no evil. Clear the way. And let us not forget that some things do indeed grow in the dark. Mm. And one way we can cast out the evil is by naming what it is. And we know this week that Harvey Weinstein, perhaps he as an individual is not evil, but these systems, this Mm. rape culture that he grew up in and that he's perpetuating are indeed. Does someone want to speak on that? I think of my mother and my mother's prayers always included. Uh, She would ask the heavens to help us all remove these things, remove these feelings, remove this darkness, you know, and uh, I grew up hearing this, you know, Lord, just help us to remove these things, remove it from our hearts, remove it from our minds. And it's back to Mr. Weinstein and this culture that he's grown up in. Let us go in and blast that moldy, dark, smelly uh, uh, entitlement away so that we can all move forward into a bright, blissful, healthy future. I think something that Medea has always been about is the idea that telling the truth 
about your trauma, mm-hmm. your shame. Mm-hmm. It's revolution, truly revolution for every single one of us that participates in that. So Me Too, we talk a lot in Medea about how Medea has been doing Me Too for decades. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and what a great thing that so many women are feeling empowered to be able to speak their truth about their trauma and their shame and their secrets. Um, and all of that is the revolution of Medea and it changes the game. You know, often when we're in jail, jail personnel will ask Rodessa, they'll say, how do you get women to talk about their trauma? How do you get them to talk? And and we always laugh because it's like you don't get anyone to talk. <laughs> you tell your story and then it it plants a seed for someone else to feel the courage to tell their story. And I think that's what we're witnessing with Me Too. Yes. Yes. So for the sake of time, because we have so much to share, can we can we get into this scene at the ranch? It was the summer of 1979. Bibi and I hitchhiked 3,000 miles across the U.S. En route, we stopped at a ranch in a small town outside of Aspen, Colorado. She knew the guy who owned it. It was the heart of summer, and the weather was absolutely beautiful. At the ranch, this tall, older guy, Gus, and Bibi knew each other, but I wasn't sure of their history. That was the nature of our friendship. Neither of us asked too many questions, and that's how we liked it. Bibi and Gus were both experienced with horses. I most definitely was not. They assured me their horses would go slowly so I could keep up on mine, but after an easy gallop, Bibi and Gus's horses suddenly took off at breakneck speed, and my horse, of course, followed. All at once, I'm flying over rocks and logs, ducking tree branches, hanging on for my life. You see, if you don't find the rhythm, you repeatedly slam down hard on the horse's back, and it hurts like hell. (laughs) I got it right about 50% of the time. After this incredible afternoon of riding in the mountains, we returned to prepare dinner, drink beer. We smoked some weed, showered, and watched the stars. It was a pretty glorious day. After such a full day, Bibi and I both fell asleep, totally exhausted. I was awakened by the feel of the smooth neck of a rifle sliding under the bedsheets and the unmistakable sound of a zipper going down. Without ever saying a word, Gus succeeded in almost completely silently raping Bibi, deftly climbing into the bed and forcing up her nightgown while he stuck his free hand in my underwear, awkwardly trying to finger me. Some part of the rifle was resting on my thigh the entire time. I froze in the bed, silently repeating, please don't let him kill us. Please don't let him kill us. I'd had practice freezing like this before, convinced if I just stayed completely still, it'd be over faster and maybe seem like it never happened at all. His breath was like sour milk, the minutes painfully long. Please don't let him kill us. When he rolled off of Bibi, he playfully stuck the rifle neck up through the leg of her underwear once before getting up off the bed. As his other hand slid out of my underwear, I remember thinking his hands were remarkably smooth for someone who worked on a ranch. Remarkably smooth for a rapist. After he left, Bibi and I lay in the dark, totally stunned into further silence. I wondered if her eyes were pooling with hard tears like mine were. We didn't talk about it that night. We didn't talk about it, ever. 
The next morning, we had omelets and coffee with Gus, chatting about stupid, meaningless things, and then we left. Gus even gave us a ride to the highway. Bibi and I never talked about what happened. We were both 19. Hey, Joe, where you going with that gun in your hand? Hey, Joe, where you going with that gun in your hand? Going down to shoot my old lady. Caught her messing around with another man. Going down to shoot my old lady. Caught her messing around with another another man. Hey, Joe. I heard you shot your woman down. Shot her down, shot her down now. Hey, Joe. I heard you shot your woman down, Even shot her down, shot her down. In now. this studio this yes, this afternoon. This is happening. This is really happening man. somewhere. Somewhere a woman yes, is being raped. Somewhere a woman is being held against her own will. Somewhere right now children are witnessing yes, violence perpetrated against their mother. Somewhere a young girl unbeknownst is snatched off the streets and sold into sexual trafficking somewhere right now yes i did i shot her caught her messing around with another man understand me back then back then i wasn't waving i was drowning And you saw me. You were the only one who saw me. What's up with that? I sat up one night, walking a boarding house, screaming, crying, the ghost of another woman who was missing what I was missing. I wanted to jump up out of my bones and be done with myself. Leave me alone and go on in the wind. It was too much. I fell into a numbness to the only tree I could see, took me up in her branches, held me in the breeze, made me dawn dew that chill at daybreak. The sun wrapped me up, swinging rose light everywhere. The sky laid over me like a million men. I was cold. I was burning up a child, and endlessly weaving garments for the moon with my tears. I found God in myself, and I loved her. I loved her fiercely. I am a bird waiting to be freed. I am a bird waiting to be freed. I believe my release will come soon. I believe my release will come soon. I love the sky and the open air. I love love the the sky and the open air. Especially in the evening with all the beautiful city lights. Especially in the evening with all the beautiful city lights. I can achieve anything. I can achieve anything. 
I dream. I dream. And it's a beautiful thing. And, and it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. I found God. I am a bird. In my sail. To be freed. And I loved her. I believe fiercely. my release will I come love soon. Her fiercely. I love the sky and the open air. I found God, especially in, in the evening, with, with all the beautiful city lights. Fiercely. I, I can achieve anything. I dream. I loved her fiercely. And it's a beautiful thing. Rest in paradise, Intazaki Shange. Rest in paradise. So all of those pieces are from When Did Your Hands Become a Weapon? Is there anything in our last few minutes that you want to share with listeners about the work? just ask that you keep an ear out because as we plan and dream of our tour to New York, we will be putting up a GoFundMe on Facebook, as well as we will be probably doing a show's bits and pieces around the city, and we'll be doing some fundraisers, the Medea Project Theater for Incarcerated Women. Keep an eye out and keep an eye on our page, the Medea Project, uh, Incarcerated Women slash the HIV Circle on Facebook. Incarcerated Women slash HIV Circle on Facebook. And then we'll have websites posted online. Did you want to give any other info for listeners? You can always call my office, Cultural Odyssey, here in San Francisco, 415-292-1850. And uh, there'll always be an update on what's happening with the Medea Project Theater for Incarcerated Women. We're also on culturalodyssey.org, and we're also on Instagram. I was just thinking about how powerful it is to turn my pain into art. Mm. Mm. I took something so ugly and treacherous and awful and unimaginable and... um, I actually was looking forward to telling my story <laughs> because I got to turn it into something beautiful. And that was the, the, the transmutation mm-hmm. process for me was, is so life-changing. And so if you're ever considering um, that you're drowning in your pain, mm-hmm. one thing that might help is imagining what it could look like if it was a piece of art. Yes, beautifully said. Thing. And you can reach me at Rodessa Jones, Rodessa at culturalodyssey.org. Thank you, Zoe, for that. And in case you want to come to uh, a group meeting or something, we, mm. we can arrange it. Rodessa uh, at culturalodyssey.org. We are also in the process of creating podcasts with the voices of the women on the inside. So mm. keep an eye out for that as well. We used some of the audio recordings in our um, show, When Did Your Hands Become a Weapon? So we're rolling with that, too. There's more to come. Yes. Thank you. And we are eager. We, speaking for myself (laughs) and and my people with We Rise, are eager to support that as well. Thank you all so, so much for making the time and space and having the energy to come to the station today 
and to share your voices and to share these stories and to share these blessings and visions for our future. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming us so much. Thank you. I've been your host, Kat Petru, and I'd love for you to check us out at WeRiseProduction.com. Thank you so much for listening.